It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. The fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio available on demand everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and where you get your podcast. And we thank you. That's really the only way the podcast can be heard is on demand. There's no other way to hear the podcast. We don't stream it live. People have asked me, Danny, whether or not we would consider doing the podcast live on Twitch. A lot of radio shows are also on Twitch. And I, I've told them, A, I don't know that's a good idea because I don't think we get paid extra for it. B, we have a lot of corporate people we'd have to get, get that through, right? I, we couldn't just do that. We'd have to get that green lighted by someone at corporate, which is a pain in the pain in the behind. So, yeah. Plus, all the famous Maller show drops come in post production. You pay me five hundred thousand dollars, I'll endorse a gay magazine. Well, it's kind of like George Norrie said, and then we had George on the podcast, and George is like, "I do radio. He doesn't want a camera in the coast to coast studio. He wants to set the mood. I set the mood in the studio. Now, I do put a camera in for the monologues, but once the monologues are over." I turn the lights off and I turn the camera off and it's just me and the microphone because that's me and you, Danny, we're old radio guys. That's how you do radio. You don't have a camera in there. TV's a whole different world. I understand that we live in the era of of internet streaming and all that stuff. But to me, doing radio the right way, you're not talking to a camera. You're talking to a microphone. It's a much different organic experience. Yeah, the very first time, they put the webcams in the broadcasting studios. I remember it was so awkward because all these listeners were clamoring to see how exciting it was in the studio. And really, it was just a couple of guys sitting around in there. <laughs> we came up with clever ways to entertain the audience. But you're right. We're supposed to be doing that through content and our voices through audio, not dancing like chickens on an open flame. Chicken and shrimp. Generally not a good idea. 
So we are going to get to the mailbag. That is the main event. The mailbag is the main event. But before we get to the mailbag, we did not have time for let's get scientifical. So let's get scientifical, Danny. A few science stories. There are some great science stories this week. And I was debating whether or not to do let's get scientifical. And I was like, no, this is such a great week. Some weeks are a little slower than others. We've got to do this because these are hilarious stories. And you might have missed some of these from the world of science this last week. Did you see that scientists were able to grow mammoth flesh in a lab and they were able to make a prehistoric meatball? Do you see mm. that? Yeah. I think it's going to be my new favorite tri-tip. Think of the market for prehistoric meatballs when you go to the zoo and you can buy a prehistoric meatball. Uh, meatball. My favorite part of the story is, so these scientists, they grew this thing and they're too scared to actually eat it. They're too scared in case the protein proves to be deadly. So they're like, ah, you know, I think we're good. I think they 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 mixed and matched cells from these you know unconventional species uh, to to make the new meat from the mammoth and ten. This thing's been extinct for ten thousand years. This wild beast, the woolly mammoth. And they're like, yeah, you know, we're, uh, we're we're good. You know what they should do? I bet you there's somebody out there that if they paid enough money, they would eat it, and you could make it like a reality TV show. Oh, Koopa Loop would do it. Yeah, we've proven that he's eating stuff worse, worse, I should say, worse for you uh, than a ten thousand year old uh, mammoth flesh meatball. But I, I, I want to mount it. Well, here's good news if you're planning on living a long time. This actually relates to something we talked about in a previous episode of the podcast. The science community says now that we are not even close to reaching the maximum lifespan. Human lifespans are capable of zooming, zooming past the record, the current record. You know how long the record is for living today in, in, the, in the world, the recorded history of humanity? I'm going to say uh, 127. You're close, but you went over, so you do not win the Showcase Showdown. 100, 122 years is the current record. Okay. They say that people reaching the age of 150 will be very likely. This is according to researchers at the University of Georgia. He says, we're, we're not even close to reaching the maximum potential lifespan said the findings are based on the analysis of mortality rates going back more than three centuries across 19 countries. And they, they say for most of recorded human history, the average life expectancy has been between 20 to 40 years. Today, humans live around 80 years. And they say with improved nutrition, clean water, better sanitation, blah, 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 medical science improvements, Experts suspect genetic manipulation, calorie restriction, could extend life to like 150, they say, uh, or or so years, and, and even past that. So here's the thing, though, Danny. Would you allow them to mess with crap in your brain if – you were told you would live longer, but there's, like, there's no guarantee, but they could take certain things that are dying out of your brain and put things that will that are younger, that will live longer inside you, the genetic manipulation. Would you be down with that? I don't think so. No! It's just like the HBO show, The Last of Us. Anytime there's brain surgery going on, you need to like check out of that hospital immediately before they take the saw to your skull. Yeah, that's that's Frankenstein stuff. The, the, the oldest woman of all time in recorded history is Jean Clement of France. She lived to be 122 years and 164 days old when she finally died. The oldest known living person right now is a woman in Spain who is 116. The oldest known living man is a guy named Juan Vincent Perez of Venezuela, who's 113. So yeah. these Women live longer than us. That uh, we're, we're yeah. Get away from me. Remember that woman? She lived to be 105, and they asked her what her secret was. She said she had one Dr. Pepper every day. 
Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yep. What's wrong with that? Hello, That's a- doctors in the name of the product. Yeah, exactly. Hello. And what do you, what do you think? You think <laughs> they just put that in there for no reason? No. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, new research suggests that physical exercise has little mental benefit. So much for the idea that that helps your mental health. New research says that is bullshit, that it does not help your mental health. Uh, that, according to a story out in the science world, as we are getting scientifical on the podcast. And so that is the claim. I used to say that back in the day when I I was had PE class. I, this is not going to help me. They said, no, no, you'll feel better if you you, you run around. I'm, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. Hasn't helped Andre Drummond. Hello. I saw that. Yeah, he got, rid of, he got changed his number and got rid of social media. Like, couldn't you do that without announcing to the world that you're doing it? You know what I mean? I guess it's easier, a little bit easier to take time away from your team if people know what's going on for you. And nowadays, people are understanding about quote unquote mental health. When we were his age, people would have told us we were being a pussy. Yeah, 100%. And that is the bulletproof excuse. That is the silver bullet to get out of any problem. Like Ben Simmons is a freaking disgrace for the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA. The guy's embezzling money out of the NBA, but he claims mental health issues. And so it's like, ah, you know, we'll leave him alone. Okay. You know. John Morant has a gun on camera. Uh oh, I need to take time away from my mental health. Well, that's an all time. Top 10, I would say top five bullshit story. The therapy John Morant got is listed on a medical quackery website, but nobody bothered to read that part of the story. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And the NBA media, there's such such toadies for the NBA. They're so in the bag. They didn't even bother to read the, the fine print. Hey, toadstool. I spent a couple of minutes digging around on this West. It's not, it's this uh, supposed ancient therapy, but it's from, from uh, Asia. And it's, it's said to be complete bullshit, but anyway, uh, I think that's enough science. I want to get to the mailbag and I know we always run out of time and all that stuff. So are you, are you ready for the mailbag? Let's get it on Ohio. Al. It's in the bag. I told Ohio Al he's pretty much producing everything about this podcast. Every every day there's something with Ohio Al. There's a feature with Ohio Al's music stylings in here. These are actual letters sent in by actual listeners to the mailbag. You you can send a message in right now. You don't have to wait for me to post something on the Facebook page, which is Ben Maller's show. You can send a question in. Courtesy of realfifthhour at gmail.com. That's spell that out. No numbers, all letters. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. And we will use it. Name and city. Name and city first. First message comes from Alf, the alien opiner in parts unknown. He says, way back when, when Benny versus the Penny was a breakout star on YouTube, there was a fateful day when a young Mrs. Maller was feeling frisky, and joined the unwashed in the chat. Now, during this time, I was able to ascertain that she is a fan of the devil's blood and has gone so far as to bring it into the confines of the Maller Mansion. All right, let's pause right there. Yes, uh, many people think that my wife is wonderful, and I love my wife. I was at Meritor. I think she's she's almost perfect, but one of her weak spots, Danny, One of her blind spots is the devil's blood. She loves the devil's blood. And when we go to restaurants, she will thumb her nose at me and order a side of ranch dressing, the devil's blood. And I believe she does it intentionally as like a power move, like a flex, just to stick it to me. Anyway, uh, Alf continues. He says, I also have I also asked Mrs. Garcia about pickles. And much to my surprise, she is a fan. Yeah, Eddie hates pickles. I'm not a big pickle fan. I like the smell of pickles. I don't like the texture. I don't like the taste. They're too slimy. Uh, So anyway, Alf says, 
my question to Daddy G. Daddy. Is there a food item that you absolutely detest that your Tinderoni not only likes, but also has on hand in your home? I mean, I guess tomatoes would be the one thing where she has eaten them before right in front of me, her and her daughter, and they're like, look, and they're taking a bite out of a fresh tomato. (laughs) Yeah, and that really makes my skin crawl. A, I'm allergic to fresh tomatoes because of folic acid. That's what I'm allergic to. That stuff gets cooked out of tomatoes. Spaghetti sauce, all that. Marinara, a nice marinara. Ketchup. Yeah, ketchup I like. Yeah. All that stuff, the folic acid is out of it. So I can have it, thank God. But a fresh tomato, like my cousins, when I was a little kid, they used to take the salt shaker and they would pour salt onto a fresh tomato and take a bite out of it like it was an apple. Ew. You want to talk about horrible texture and a nasty taste? Yeah. How can anybody eat a tomato like that? That is disgusting. It really is. And as far as a pickle and a ranch, are you kidding me? I would dip a pickle into ranch any day of the week before I would touch or go near a fresh tomato. Now, are you concerned that your 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 spawn to be born, uh, to be named at a later date here and all that, uh, will inherit that from your wife, that that it will, will mock you by eating uh, fresh tomatoes? A tomato right in front of my face. Like, Dad, look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And take exactly. a bite out of one. Oh, man. I I'll slap the taste out of his mouth if he does that. Son, I'm going to teach you what we did back when I was a kid. All right? <laughs> I live in a softer time these days, but I'm going to go old school is what I'm going to do. But I hear you can't slap kids these days, so I'm not sure how I'm even going to parent. <laughs> uh, you got a flashback. It's like, uh, you know. Anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have Neil from the real Miami says, back in the fifth hour digital dojo, and Neil says, we wondered what happened, Neil. He says, his pops died suddenly at the beginning of the year. He says, both my grandparents died in January also. He says, what the F? He says, your pops too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I lost my, my father uh, a couple years ago, and it happened uh, in the middle of the whole COVID stuff. And uh, I don't need to get into it here, but he likely would have been okay if it hadn't been he didn't die of covid but we couldn't take him to the doctor and he died because we didn't get him to the doctor fast enough by the time we got him there the infection had spread and there you go uh and he says uh in in, his father neil says he died in his van in the parking lot of a russian store with a fried pastry in his hand which he didn't even get to eat oh that's terrible it would have been better if he had had like a final nice pastry to yeah but you never know when it's gonna end uh so neil says uh he sat shiva for a month which was essentially being like weed man hippie that's a great description of sitting shiva. <laughs> that is he got that final aroma of a bakery though is there anything better than walking into like a a donut shop yeah it's pretty good the smells the yeah from that uh, he says he is back. Uh, by the way, sitting Shiva, he points out no personal hygiene, entertainment, anything. And as a result, he fell off the podcast bandwagon and all that. But he says he is back now. He's been catching up on old episodes. God bless you. And he uh, he says, I have a question for you two youths. Uh, on the topic of food, how come you never mention any food trucks in the age of food truck rallies you always talk about your favorite spots like Tito's Tacos or the Italian-style restaurants with badass pasta for Danny G. But what is your go-to food truck or not? Hmm. First of all, Neil, my condolences to your father. I know what that's like. I went through that, and it's a terrible thing. We all know that. My my condolences, hopefully, uh, you've you've... Continue to honor your father. Your life's going on. I understand. It's one of the, the terrible things, but you got to continue to to live your life in honor of your parents. That's what I always say. Uh, I've lost both my parents. So with that said, 
With that said, my problem with food trucks, I have eaten at food trucks. There's tons of those food trucks that are all trendy in Los Angeles, like every other big city. Mm -hmm. Problem is, Danny, I grew up in the age where we called food trucks. You know, remember what we called food trucks when we were kids, Danny? Roach coaches. Exactly. Exactly. And so I still have the heebie-jeebies at these food trucks that have all these amazing foods. And I've been on the freeway, uh, the highways out here, and I've been driving around. I see this food truck. It's like, oh, man, that looks like amazing, like a cheesesteak truck. I'm like, that's the greatest cheesesteak truck of all time. And and then I won't actually end up going there. I have eaten at a few of them. There was a big food truck festival when I, I lived kind of near Santa Anita racetrack. I used to live right near there. And they had... On the weekends during the summer, they would have this outdoor carnival thing, and it was all food trucks, and it was awesome. Uh, but I I don't have a go-to food truck. What about you, Daddy G? Yeah, we pretty much stay away from the Roach Coach, as you <laughs> say, because of the way we yeah grew up. It was like it wasn't a first choice. It was a last resort. Um, it's kind of like coming out of the L.A. Memorial Coliseum as a kid. Those hot dogs wrapped in the bacon, they smelled so good. But my mom would like slap my hand when I would walk over wanting to buy one. She'd be like, get away from that cart. Do you know how many germs are in that cart? <laughs> and so it's kind of how we were just, you know, we we all kind of were raised like that here in this area. But the one thing my wifey does like, and she'll stop for it, is the uh, fruta carts where they make the fruit cups. Yeah. Okay. Those are popular, and you could kind of – there's just one guy manning the fruit, and he puts the gloves on, and you can tell that the hygiene is being met. And also, the elote man, the guy that does the corn. Yes. That's another stand where it's just one guy, and you could check it out with your own eyes to make sure that he's clean. If they're clean, go for it. But the truck, you don't know, Ben, because you can't go inside – the the coach and inspect it every once in a while in life you have to be a daredevil like the people that eat the bacon wrapped hot dogs outside the stadiums and all that i love the smell of those things but the yeah. assumption can only imagine where those carts go when the people are not using them to bake the hot dogs you yeah. know imagine like we had opening day the other night opening night at dodger stadium and outside Dodger Stadium, as every opening day, there were lines of arf, 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 those carts with people selling the hot dogs outside the stadium. People were buying them as they were walking away from the stadium. But oh. Oh, no, you should have the nervous farts. Oh. Yikes. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, next on the mailbag, Marcus in San Antonio writes in. He's excited about the start of the baseball season. He says, I always look forward to listening to the stories from back in the day when you worked around baseball in the big leagues or even the minors. Uh, ben and the boys were reminiscing on some of their favorite Tommy Lasorda moments, ballpark food, and talk of the old ice cream in the mini helmet immediately brought me back to my childhood. Marcus points out that one of my favorite memories growing up when my father would bring us to Colorado Sky Sox minor league games, he says his brother and I would visit my father during the summer and watching baseball on a warm summer evening was always at the top of the list. My favorite moment was the first time I got an autograph on a baseball that I still have in a case to this day, Max Patkin, the clown prince of baseball. I know who that is. Have you seen the photos and the, there's video this guy was one of the early mascots in baseball the clown prince of baseball no i'll have to look that up yeah yeah and uh he says my question for you guys ben and danny g is who was the first autograph you ever received and do you still have it to this day uh thank you for the time let's play ball marcus in san antonio marcus thank you for for downloading the podcast we appreciate that tell a friend so I don't remember the first autograph I got. You got to understand, though, Marcus, when I was in high school, I grew up in Orange County, not far from the Big A where the Angels play. And to make extra money and mainly to get into the games for free because people would pay for my ticket, I would go out after school. And during the summer when I didn't have to worry about going to school, I'd go out to the ballpark and I, I was an autograph hound. I'd collect autographs, and then I'd just give them to the my boss, who would then give me money or food or whatever. And I got to hang out and, and see all these legendary baseball players when I was a kid, uh, you know, high school kid. However, the the autograph story that popped in my head, Marcus, one of my heroes when I was a kid, because I loved you know home runs, and the guy was a big personality, even though he killed the Dodgers. Reggie Jackson, one of the eyes of a child, Reggie Jackson was like amazing, Mr. October, the whole thing. And so I had a chance to get Reggie Jackson's autograph as a kid. He was signing some autographs at a, at a game, but I did not have a photo of Reggie Jackson. I did not have a Reggie Jackson baseball card with me, which is what people were getting signed. So I had Reggie Jackson autograph a $1 bill that I happened to have in my wallet. And Danny G, Reggie Jackson, childhood hero of mine, I gave him the dollar bill. I told him the autograph, and he gave me the look like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he, <laughs> he gave me this look like, what, are you serious? Like, why would you want me to? You know, it was, it, I, but I still had that. My, it was in my, uh, my house uh, when my, my uh, dad passed away. I found, I found that. What about you? Any autograph stories? Anything you remember getting autographs, Danny, back in the day? Well, really quick, your dollar bill story sparked a memory for me. I had the great Eddie Money sign a dollar bill back in the day. Yeah, I have that somewhere in my collection. Now, he didn't give me the side eye because his last name being Money, he was used to signing dollar bills. Oh, sure. That's a natural. For baseball cards, I went to a Modesto A's game, and Mark McGuire was on the club, and he was a rising star 
And I remember having him sign. Um, I don't think I have that anymore. I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, so that was the first autograph I ever got as a kid. That's pretty cool. Let's do some rapid fire. We'll try to go as many of these in as we can. We don't have tons of time. Barry in Nashville writes, and he says, Yo, yo, Ma, Benny, the Nashville contingent of the Maller Militia is very disappointed that you selected Minnesota over Nashville for your next meet and greet. We have way more things for you to do and see and way more P1s in Minnesota. Bad job by you. Ben sucks. He says, what is the last thing you bought with cash, and when was that? For me, it was a lottery ticket because you have to pay cash for lottery. But other than that, I hardly ever use cash. I do not remember, Barry, the last thing I spent cash on, I, other than tipping. To actually buy a product, go to the airport, you go – Somewhere you travel somewhere. Uh, when I went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I, I had to tip people in Arizona with cash. But other than that, I cannot recall the time I just broke out a wad of cash. And it's like, here we go. What about you, Danny? Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget about maybe a service because I got a Deshaun Watson special a couple weeks ago. Yeah, does that right? were you in the, were you in the happy baby yoga pose? Were you? <laughs> uh, I, I would think that. Cash would be used for something like that. Uh, like you said, maybe a parking. Oh, I know when I used cash last. Remember when I went to beautiful Stockton, California? Yes. I needed to pay for um, a parking lot. I needed cash for that. I'm really bad at carrying cash, though. Even when I travel, it's a last minute thing where I'm like, damn it, don't forget the ATM. Don't forget the ATM. Because I never pull cash out any longer. So I don't either. What I have done, though, I have a finite amount of cash in my wallet, which has been in my wallet collecting cobwebs. It's been collecting cobwebs for some time. So if I ever actually have to spend the money, the cash that's in my wallet, it then becomes problematic because you got to replace it. Exactly. Exactly. How long has it been in there? Oh, it's been in there for couple of years literally I, I i have not had any new cash that i've gone out and gotten and added for a couple of years kevin in kansas writes and says dear ben and danny g there are a lot of mysteries in the world like bigfoot and the loch ness monster if you could solve just one of those mysteries and forsake knowing the truth about all those other mysteries which of these world wonders would you like to know the truth about this is easy for me. I'll go quick. Kevin, thank you. I know you sent this email actually last week. You missed the cutoff, but it's a great generic question, so we can use it this week. But to answer your question, Kevin, a dedicated P1 in the Maller Militia and Brigadier General, the answer, Kevin, is Roswell, New Mexico. What the fuck happened in Roswell, New Mexico? Were those actually aliens? I want to know. That's the one. That's the one I want to know. What about you, Danny? I would say Loch Ness Monster. I would love to know the truth on that. So here's my problem with that. Wouldn't there have to be multiple creatures? Because whatever creature it is, how old would that creature have to be? It would have to procreate and create little baby creatures to continue but maybe it's from the dinosaur family. Those things lived for hundreds of years. Eh. It is before the deep fake. Like those photos are before the deep fake age. Yeah. Yeah. What about Bigfoot? No? Eh, we have that classic movie we grew up with, Harry and the Hendersons. That's all you that mean. Pretty much explained everything. Ozzy Waz is next. Says, hey, Daddy G Radio and Big Ben. My question this week is if you could replace your boss for the week, what would you like to do or what changes would you guys make for that week? And no, Ozzy Waz points out from Western Australia, you cannot give anyone a pay raise, including yourself, or take extra time off. So to answer your question, Ozzy Waz, what I would do is promote 
the entire network going to Hawaii to broadcast from the Hawaiian Islands. <laughs> the entire network for an, a month. We're going to go to Hawaii and do our radio shows. From each each show will be on a different island in Hawaii, and that is what we are going to do. He also says, "P.S. Daddy G, Daddy, can you send a Covino and Rich Nerf ball? As Ben does not have any merchandise yet. That's from from <laughs> us, Ross. Uh, Danny, what would you do? You're replacing Don Martin. You're running Fox Sports Radio. Replacing Scott Shapiro. What are you going to do? I would do a flip flop. Producers and the hosts would trade places and trade paychecks for that week. Yeah. Oh, I got an idea. This is an old. You're an old radio program director. This is an old bit. Yeah. I think they still do this in Boston. They have reverse day where the. <laughs> The afternoon guy goes in the morning. The morning guy. Oh goes. yeah, yeah, we did that before at my FM station. Yeah, the midday guy goes to yep. evenings. It was a Freaky Friday. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So what I would do, in addition to going to Hawaii for a month, all expenses paid on the company because I'm the boss. Uh, I would also, I'd flip and I'd have Colin Cowherd do the overnight show. Yeah. With my staff, and I would get Cowherd staff, and I would, I w- I would like to see how Cowherd would handle that. I think he would do very well. I'm sure there would be no problems. There would be no disagreements. And uh, I like it though. I don't think because Cowherd staff would try giving you the topics, and you'd be like, no, 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 I have my own topics. Well, uh, Wednesday, it's possible on a Wednesday, I might just put my feet up and show up and say, okay, we're good. <laughs> I can't imagine you mailing it in and letting the producers produce you, but yeah. that would be cool. And I would like to hear Covino and Rich during the safe harbor. So if you put them on late at night, I feel like you'd get the old Maxim radio guys back dropping words that they can't drop an afternoon drive. Letting it rip, letting it rip. Mike, Mike in Fullerton writes in, says, I just saw even more rain in SoCal's forecast. So I want to know. If all the rain has caused any problems at the Maller Mansion or the Danny G Dome, are your fruit and vegetable gardens holding up? <laughs> so it, it's been great. I turned off the sprinklers. I've just let God water the lawns and the Mother Nature and all that, uh, and so that's been been wonderful. It's I hate driving in the in the rain when it's usually it's light rain, so I don't mind the light rain. We had some real humdingers some pineapple express like storms and I, I hated it. I, I almost, I thought I was going to die on the Hollywood freeway driving into the studio. It's nuts. One weird thing that we've been dealing with in our neighborhood. I don't know what kind of trees they are, but I guess there's a lot of them here because this yellow pollen has been coming off of the trees and it makes a nice layer on your car paint. And then that mixed with the rain, it's like a sticky yellowish goop that's on our paint. A few times a week, I've been going to the the do-it-yourself car wash, spraying the yellowish crap off my car. Is it true? Is it true, Danny G Radio, that the owner of the local car wash went out and planted those trees all over your neighborhood knowing they were going to get an amazing amazing amount of customers because that's what i would do if Mm. i owned a car wash it doesn't rain that much but when it does and that pollen gets everywhere cha-ching 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 that becomes a money tree you ain't lying there was about six cars lined up at that car wash waiting their turn and every single one of those cars had the pollen on it Crazy, crazy, crazy. Mike in Fullerton, no relation to Ferg Dog, says, Also, Ben, does it put a smile on your face whenever someone calls the show after not calling for a while like Monotone Matt and Gunner? Pencil next. First of all, it depends on the caller, but it does make me feel pretty pretty good. It's nice to hear from some of these cats that call the show. We run a well-oiled machine, unless we don't, late at night. And, and these callers become part of the show. They're in the fabric of the show. And when someone calls for a while and then all of a sudden goes off the beaten path, and you always wonder in the back of your head, did they stop listening because they hate the show? 
did they get a shift change? Did they have some kind of medical problem? Did they die? You never know. You, know, you almost never know unless someone tells you what happened. So it's it's kind of cool when people check in. Gunner's one of the worst callers I've ever had, uh, but he thinks he's good. That's the beauty of Gunner. Gunner works at a Walmart in Minnesota, but not Minneapolis, out in the sticks of Minnesota. And he calls when the Timberwolves win. I know looking at the schedule, if the Timberwolves won, if Gunner's working, he's going to call in. And he's he's just horrible. He's so bad. I, I, I got to think he's going to win worst caller of the year this year. But it is cool when guys that haven't called in a while, generally speaking, as a rule of thumb, it is cool. If you're a regular, please put it in your will to contact our show. That way we know what happened to you. That should be standard in all wills right now. Exactly. Now, certain legends, Jeannie and Medford, we found out because Jeannie had been very sick. We found out about her. Spokane Gary, another one of the great callers of a different era. He passed away. Uh, we we had a young listener in Virginia who unfortunately passed in a car accident at a very young age. Well, we found out about that. Uh, but others just kind of vanish and you never really know. Next up, Fred in Spring, Texas writes in. He says, hi there. Do you and Danny G have any lucky numbers? Really enjoy the show. Keep up the the good work. At this time, I don't. When I was younger, I had a few numbers that were my go-to related to my, my birthday. Uh, but now I have like a lucky pen. That's my thing. A lucky. What, what about you, Danny? <laughs> yeah, I've always used the numbers 32 and 34. I'm sure you can guess why. 32 being... Marcus Allen. Yep, and 34 being? Bo knows numbers. Yes, sir. Jackson. The greatness of the Raiders. Jackpot, baby! The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. 
Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, next up, Nick in Wisconsin says, Ben, I am flattered you thought I was calling the other night, but sadly the warehouse I work in is too loud. Unless I went into the bathroom, but I was listening like every night on onto the question. Ben and Danny G, if you were forced in to having plastic surgery, what would you choose? None is not an option. What counts as plastic surgery? Is uh, I'm not familiar. I know the you can go you have your lips, your nose, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like uh, facelift, uh, nose job. Um, if you have hair, is that plastic surgery? That's cosmetic surgery. Um, yeah, it's an easy one for me. I need a surgery on my nose and my sinuses because I have some cartilage that's in my nose from back when I was a youngster boxing. The last uh, ear, nose, throat specialist I saw, he wanted to cut me open and he wanted to clear my nostrils and sinuses out. So while he had me under the knife, I haven't done it yet. But if I ever do that procedure, hey, while you're while you're at it, make my nose look better. Two for one special. The doctor said I wouldn't have so many nosebleeds if I kept my finger out of there. Are you concerned, though, if they do that? Will that change the sound of your voice? Are you worried about that? That is a concern from all radio people. In fact, on Facebook, I'm part of a radio group. Recently, there was a guy asking that question because he needed to have a sinus surgery, and he was very scared and worried about it changing his voice. Most of the comments underneath from people that have had some similar procedures said not to worry too much because all it really does is open up your airwaves. We are sure that's covered by insurance. They'll take care of it, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if you go to Mexico, yeah. have it done. If you go to Tijuana for the weekend, go down oh. for the weekend. What could go wrong? My doctor said, how many times were you punched in your nose? <laughs> <laughs> the, the doctor's like, aren't you supposed to be the one throwing the punches? Aren't You're not supposed to be the one that's the punching <laughs> bag. What's going on with that? Hey, I would hate to see the other guy. Cliff in Nashville writes and says, Ben, and especially Danny G with the expecting wife craving in and out. We're going to have an in and out, but not until 2026. Is it worth the wait it's from Cliff in Nashville? You say yes, Danny. You're you're all about. Oh, that. oh, yeah. Yeah. I was shaking my head up and down. Yeah, dude. There's a reason why there's a lot of hype surrounding it. What I would say not to sound too much like Matt LaFleur. But temper your expectations just a little bit, because I know going into it, some people think it must be like a religious experience. Thank you, Jesus! It's not that. It's just really, really good quality, especially at the price point. But make sure you eat it there hot at the restaurant. Do not take in and out to go. Once their fries get even slightly cold, they're garbage. Garbage. Once the burger gets cold, it's not nearly as good as it is hot. 100%. That is the golden rule of consuming all fast food. Doesn't matter. McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Arby's. You got to eat that shit as fast as you fucking can. Because if you don't, yeah, you've wasted your money. The, yep. bread, the bread becomes like rubbery, disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's nasty. We've tried bringing in and out home, and every single time it's a miss. But the times we eat it there at the restaurant, we leave with big smiles on our faces. I hope my, my wife is listening to this because this is the argument. She loves to go to In-N-Out and take the food home. And she's like, you don't even like In-N-Out because I every time she goes to In-N-Out to bring the food home, I'm like, I don't want any. And so she thinks I don't like In-N-Out, which is false. That's a lie, Danny. I like my In-N-Out, but I got to eat it at the restaurant. And then yeah. the, the few times we've been there and I've eaten it, just like, oh, see, we got to go to in We got to eat at the restaurant because you're here. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. The last time I proposed In-N-Out, which was maybe a week and a half ago, my wifey said, yeah, but do not go there to the drive-thru and bring it home. I'm going to meet you there. So she actually met me there at the In-N-Out so we could sit and eat it straight out of the oven. That is the proper way 
to consume in and out. And if you order animal style fries, and you don't know this yet because you don't have in and out cliff, but animal style fries is that that hidden in and out menu, and they just put the sauce and the onions on top of the fries. It's good. Yep. Yeah, it's called their special spread, and it is delicious. But a veteran move, order that alone, eat that, then order the burger, because that way they're both fresh. Anyway. Uh, next up, Terry in England says, hey, Ben, will you pass my number on to Jay Scoop? I'm a, I'm a lot closer to the Ukraine if he needs help than the West Coast of the United States. Terry, I will be more than happy to send Jay Scoop a message. I did not get your number. I looked through my email that I have, public emails that are out there, Ben Maller's show at Gmail, realfifthhour at gmail.com, and I did not get an email. I might have missed it. Maybe it went to my spam folder, but Terry, send me your number again via email and I promise I will let Jay Scoop know. I can't guarantee he's going to contact you because I got to imagine that those phone calls from the Ukraine are insane or the text messages. I, I, I'm imagining those are not very cheap. Uh, next up, we have uh, Sarah from Minnesota. Uh, she writes in and she says uh, she actually recommended a spot in Minnesota in, uh, near Lake Minnetonka, Excelsior, Minnesota. And I looked at this place, Danny. It looks really promising. We're still trying to find a venue for the Maller meet and greet. She says her brother is a made man, knows the owner of this spot. So that might be the spot. And you know what Lake Minnetonka is famous for in sports? Oh, that boat scandal. Not just the boat scandal, the love boat. It was like it was like nine or ten Viking players. I'm I'm trying to do this off memory. It's like nine or ten Viking players, like a hundred women, including prostitutes. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Who they flew in from different states. And the uh the ladies were earning some money there on the boat and uh were a little side hustle and it all went public. That was probably seventeen years ago now, seventeen, eighteen years ago. But that was on Lake Minnetonka. So, Sarah, I, this place looks – the restaurant you sent me looks really good. Uh, I appreciate you doing that. I I will let you know uh, whether or not that's the place. We have about two weeks to play with here. I got to decide – we have to decide on a location, a venue. The Maller meet and greet is May 20th. This is April 2nd. So I got about two weeks. I want to give people a month notice to let the let everyone know exact location that we're going to do, and I have no idea how many people are going to show up. That's one of the problems, Danny. The feedback I've gotten has been amazing. The people of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul, and all the other places around Minnesota, some small towns I've never heard of, have been amazing. But as you know, Danny, and you've been to some of these things, the yeah. people that say they're going to show up, and then something happens, and they, you know their, their kid gets sick, or they have to work extra, and they don't end up showing up. So I'm a I'm Inside, I'm really excited, but part of me is like, don't be, don't be that excited because a lot of these people are not going to show up. Stuff's going to happen. Life gets in the way. But if everyone shows up that's contacted me, this will be an amazing turnout. This will set the record for out-of-town turnouts, which currently is held by Boston at the uh, Cask and Flagon across uh, from Finway in, in Boston. So, I'm still waiting for my email reply from iHeart because I put in a request to cover my flight. I'm sure they'll be replying any second. Yeah. Well, and I, and the company's giving me a bunch of stuff to give out, prizes to give out to people because they, they love that kind of stuff. And they, nice. it's a big budget, you know, unless unless I just... Yeah, uh, Pat O'Brien notepads from back in the day. Yes, some Jay Moore comedy books. So I'll get some of those and get that. <laughs> Bob Goldick autographed memorabilia from when he was doing a show there. Speaking of old Fox Sports Radio people, were you at Fox Sports Radio when Van Earl Wright worked at Fox Sports Radio? Yeah, right at the tail end of his career there. Yeah, Van Earl Wright popped up on Awful Announcing, the sports blog this week. He is now a golf caddy. What? Yeah, he's found happiness. He lost apparently everything. While he was working at Fox Sports Radio and Fox TV in L.A., he developed a habit of going skiing, Danny. He liked to ski the mountains, even when there was no snow. Uh, there's always snow in the Hollywood mountains, if you know what I'm saying. 
Oh, wow. And because of that, he lost his family. And as uh, Jonas Knox calls it, booger sugar. Oh, there's a whole lot of that up in those Hollywood Hills, and nobody seems to mind. They they have a problem with the people selling those celebrities the drugs. The people that use the drugs up in the Hollywood Hills, they got no problem with those people. It's wild. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, wow, so, so he's he's just doing golf then? Yeah, he says he's living a minimalist life, and he enjoys it. He's got an RV, travels around to high-end golf courses. Sometimes people recognize him from the radio and the TV. He says he's very happy. He's found some quality of life. That's good. Good for him. I knew Van Earl had some issues because there were some things that happened you kind of he was always nice to me so i'm not knocking him but you could tell there were some things that he had issues he had some issues going on and it it did affect his performance which is unfortunately on on the air angelina writes in uh she says i've heard a couple of callers on the weeknight show lately who want more hockey talk and she says i am not one of them eddie's weekly hockey segment is plenty Unless there is a rare and appropriate story you would deem appropriate for all of us. Yes. Uh, she says she's looking forward to the Maller meet and greet. Says the Hopes Herpser State of Minnesota shows itself very well. I'm sure it will. And Angelina is also offering to do some scouting. She's going to look at a couple of locations, a couple of venues. Uh, so I got multiple people. I got boots on the ground here, Danny. I got boots on the ground, and these, these are people that offered. I didn't even ask them. They've gone out and found locations that are possibilities, and we've got to kind of thin the herd here, get down to one location. But thank you so much, Angelina. I appreciate that. And and Sarah, the women – no no dudes, by the way. It's all uh, ladies in Minnesota that are like, hey, we'll help you out. I got turned on, and it scared me. Good for good for that. Uh, let's see. I, I'll do one more. Uh, Jennifer in Virginia says that she uh, she actually sent some great travel tips here that her son used to get Express VIP service at at Hertz rental car. So I, I oh pre- yeah, this was a hack that you gave out recently. Yeah, well, she she gave out one as well. This is different. And this is there's a free VIP thing you can sign up for, and they'll it doesn't cost you any money, and they get your car right away. You get to the front of the line and all that stuff, so that's pretty cool. And she says she's trying to get to Minnesota, money permitting. Her son's in Minnesota, going to school there, and so maybe we'll meet Jennifer. That would be awesome. But don't break the bank on my behalf, Jennifer. Do not break the bank on my behalf. It is expensive to travel. Trust me, we all know that. So I'll I'll meet you at some point down the line if it doesn't work here. We'll get out on that, Danny. Anything you want to promote? It is Sunday. Baseball is underway. We got all day baseball, all day long, and then that one night game tonight. And it's Final Four weekend, the championship game tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Do you have any twib notes for us? This week in baseball. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to chill, watch some baseball today. A big thank you to everyone who participated in the mailbag. Thank you. Thank you for downloading all the podcasts this weekend. Outstanding. Thank you, guys. And I'll be on the radio tonight, 11 o'clock in the West, 2 a.m. in the East, a brand new week of shows. We will fight the good fight in sports radio. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll catch you next time. Later, skater. Got a murder. Got to go. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 